This is the Tim MMA Takes Podcast. With your host, Brian Petrie. I hope. I hope that fucking suffices, Tim. I lost a bet to Tim uh, months ago, many, many moons ago. And I told him I will say anything he wants me to say. He flirted with the idea of me uh, disparaging my Bengals, Joe Burrow, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And then on Saturday night, he said, hey, call it Tim MMA Takes Podcast, that MMA Takes Podcast. He is the reigning pick'em champion. He beat Devin this weekend. We'll go over all that. But welcome. Uh, I had a pretty big week. Pretty big week. Pretty big weekend. Introduced another little bundle of joy in my life. Two daughters. Hazel Bowie Petrie was born on uh, November 19th. It was a Thursday, 2.55 a.m. She is doing fantastic. The mother, the warrior, the the hero, the freaking... Uh, listen, I, I have so much respect for her. Just all women in general, always. But what they go through to give birth... I know some births are either another, easier than others. I know some are harder than others. But my wife had to fight tooth and nail. That's a 10-pound baby. She's a big old girl. And my wife, you know, had a little bit, there's some complications, there's some, you know, a lot of different things floating around. And she was so brave and courageous and tough and fought her fucking, I mean, just literally just was like, I'm getting this baby out and I'm going to love it for the rest of my life. And I'm just, I mean, listen, like, I I, I don't think I could do that. I, I don't think as a man, luckily I, I cannot get pregnant because I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I would want kids if I've seen how the uh, sausage is made, so to speak. I don't know if I could do that. I'm I'm so in awe of my wife. She's amazing. Baby's fine. Mom's fine. We came got home Friday. I enjoyed the fights with her on Saturday. Um, I I did I did picks. I care. I, I tracked my picks. I did not do any better. I thought maybe I could maybe squeak down to Indiana and place my bets. I had no plays this weekend. Uh, hopefully you listened to the the podcast I put up. I put it up a little late Friday night. My apologies. Um, Devin and Tim recorded it via Skype. I thought they did a fantastic job. And uh, I, I didn't get to it because so, I didn't get home till Friday and, and then fucking horrible service. Couldn't get any Wi-Fi. Couldn't barely get any phone service in that hospital. It was fucking a joke. Um, but yeah, we got it in. We got the picks in. Everything's official. Tim won. Uh, Tim beat Devin. Fucking smoke Devin. Now, if you guys know Devin, Devin's not the biggest gambler on the road, but he's very prideful on his picks. He's a picker. I can pick winners, you know, and I've been trying to get him to gamble for a while. He'd probably do pretty well at it, but... Uh, he got that ass banged. He got that ass banged, boys. Uh, yeah, Tim is on fire right now. I'm gonna catch him one of these days. Um, I went for my picks. We'll get to that a little bit, but I went seven to five on my picks. So I didn't do a ton of research. I was a little distracted last week, believe it or not. Um, obviously, I know most of the fighters going in. Um, I I didn't uh, do the proper research as I should have. I did hit Chikagian as an underdog. I wish I would have played that. I wish I would have bet that. But again, took the card off. Um, watched it. Obviously, made my picks. But I uh, did not gamble, did not give out picks. But I'm back this week. Four more events to end of the year. December 19th looks fucking insane. December 19th looks unreal. I believe the is it the 5th or the 12th is a pay-per-view. Uh, they just lost Aljo and Petrion, which sucks. But they got figured out of Moreno, which is going to be a fucking banger of a fight. Sucks that Aljo fell off that. Uh, it was Well, actually, Jan fell off. And, and I don't know why yet. There was undisclosed reasons. I'm sure, it, you know, injury or whatever. Jan doesn't seem like a guy that's running away from fights. But, uh. That sucks. That was a fight I was looking forward to. Aljo deserves it. And uh yeah, that's a that's a the band weight's so hot right now that there's so many guys in band weight that are so good that that could hold up the division, depending how long Jan's out. Hopefully it's not long. Hopefully they rebook it 
early next year. But yeah, that one stinks. That one sucks a little bit. But the re- this weekend's card is okay, right? It's okay. A fight fell off that I really was looking forward to. Um, but December's fire. December, the three fights, 5th, 12th, 19th. Insane. Insane in the membrane. They are fucking fire, boys. Ugh. I need caffeine. I'm living on caffeine. So our baby sleeps during the day and is awake at night. My wife's getting the brunt of it. I'm back at work. I was work. I had a bit wake at uh be at work at five. I was up at three. Um, just because you know the baby is the baby. So that's the thing. A lot of a lot of misconception about if you don't have kids, you're like, oh, you know, I get no sleep. Sometimes you get really good sleep. Sometimes you don't. When they you can't get them on a schedule when they're they're this early. So right now is is a tough go. I mean, that's that's why a lot of people take off work. I had the opportunity to take off work, but kind of in the middle of the busy season. So I had to go, but the, uh, I mean, listen, it is what it is. All right. So I got the baby out of the way. Thank you for all the well wishes that my Twitter family, the small, uh, Twitter handicap MMA community shouted me out and, and thanked me, uh, on uh, Twitter. That was awesome. I really appreciate all your guys' kind words. We are a happy, healthy family over here. And, uh, thank you very much. Now back to the picks, back to the winners, um, and that's what I plan on giving you. I've already dove deep. I'm already a little early into next week's card. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like it. Okay. I don't like any of the looks right now. I got to maybe dig a little deeper, but right now there's nothing jumping off the page. Usually there's always one or two fights that I get a really good feel about. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit, but, uh, yeah, we're going to recap everything. We'll go through it. First thing I want to tell you. So let's just pivot off the baby. Baby's here. She's amazing. Thank you. Um, I have this. I've been sell, trying. I've been selling a lot of my. I, I buy so much shit for this podcast, and then I eventually don't need it, or I upgrade, or or maybe I buy something that I I really was like oh, I want that, and then after a month I'm like I don't need that. So I'm trying to sell this uh this this capture card. So if you're listening to this podcast, first and foremost, you listen to this podcast and you want to use your uh, fancy camera or whatever hooked up to your computer and you want a capture card. Um, I'm your guy, okay? If you come to me, you DM me. It was $300 is what I paid for it. I'm asking $250 on uh, where I have it up for sale at. If you come at me with a really good price and, you, and you're a fan of the show, I'll sell it to you really dirt cheap. If you come at me and you say, let's let's do a co-word, right? This is not an ad. This is my own personal property. But if you say like baloney hole, right? You, you, you DM me and you say, hey, baloney hole. That gets you maybe... 30, 40, 50% off, depending how much you really want this thing. Um, I'm willing to sell it. But anyway, I've been, it's been up on uh, on Facebook Marketplace. No one's really been interested. I don't think many people know what it is. I put it on Sweetwater. Shout out Sweetwater.com. I, that's where I get most of all of my podcasting stuff. They are incredible. Dante Harris, good guy. Uh, look him up. They have a used marketplace. So I put it on there. They don't sell it on Sweetwater, but I figured, listen, guys are in the podcast business. They're the content creators. This is going to help them. I upgrade it to an Elgato uh, cam link or whatever. It's the same thing as, as an Elgato cam link. It's just a little bit different, different setup. But it's the same thing. It's made by Magewell. So I, I've been getting, I have my number on there, but they can't call me. It's only text only, right? Every time they send me a message via the whatever. So anyway. I got a message like, hey, uh, I'm really interested in, in your thing. And it's real broken English or whatever. I look up the um, the number where it's coming from. It's coming from, uh, I think this was uh, upstate or uh, Philadelphia. It was Philly. I go, okay, great. Yeah, it's available. And they're like, okay, well, um, I'm going to send you a personal check worth more than what it is. I want you to keep it to hold it for me. And and then we'll, we'll and I'm like, no. I was like, buddy, you're not sending me a check. It ain't happening. I'm not taking any check. It's 20 21 or 2020 
PayPal, Venmo, whatever. Guy ignores me. <clears throat> Two days later, another guy from Phoenix. Hey, I'm really interested in your product. Great. Another broken English type deal. I said, okay, great. It's available. Well, how would you like to get paid? I said, I would like to get paid PayPal. I mean, PayPal or Venmo or the only ways I'm going to do that. They're like, well, I only have a cashier's check. I can send it to you for $50 more. I go, what is happening? I said, no. And I'm being polite at this point. And I go, no. I said, it's only PayPal or Venmo. Ignore me. Get another message the day before I go into the, uh, to the hospital Tuesday. Mm. And the guy's like, Hey, I really like this thing. I said, okay, great. And he goes, how much? And it's another broken English thing. All these, I'm trying to piece these words together. This guy's from New York. I'm thinking, okay, New York's got a lot of those electronic stores that are, you know, <laughs> kind of bootleg electronic stores, you know, run by, you know, run by some people. Um, and my buddy lives in New York and, and I've seen him with my, well, maybe not anymore since everything's getting closed down. But anyway, he goes, really interested. I go, okay, great. PayPal only. I made that very clear. He goes, okay, cool. PayPal, no big deal. I'm going to send you a link though. Click and you got to give me the code to let me know you're real. I said, okay. So he sends me this Google link. It's in, 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 I don't know. It looked like Italian, right? A different kind of language. Looked like it was an Italian. There was a code on it and then a link. So I gave him the code. He goes, well, did you click the link? I said, no, I gave you, you asked for the code. So I gave you the code. I'm not, I'm not clicking the link. And, and then he ignored me. He was like, shut down. I was like, I don't know what's on this link. The fucking, my camera's going to open up. It's going to be some guy jerking off. I don't want this fucking creep looking at me. So then come uh, Thursday, baby's born, laying in the hospital, relaxing, wife's recovering, all that shit, all the happy stuff, get a message. Some guy, I'm really interested. Now, listen, I'm asking 250 bucks for this thing. So, like, I would like the $250, right? I, there's more shit I want to buy for my podcast, for my little studio set up here. So I, I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I'm biting on these things. So the guy messes me again. From New York again. I don't know if it was the same guy. I don't remember. And he goes, hey, is this available? Yes. PayPal only. Okay, great. What's your PayPal? I'm like, oh, here we go. We're, we're, we're fucking, we're doing this. Here's my PayPal. And then at this point, I'm so, I'm, I'm sleep deprived. I'm angry because this has like been going on for a week now. So I send him my PayPal, the link to the PayPal. All you got to do is pay me. I said, I'm in the hospital right now. Here are pictures. I had pictures on my phone of it. Here's pictures out of the box. Yada, yada. Here is a copy of the receipt of where I bought it from when I bought it months ago. I bought it from a, a camera store. I forget the name of it. No free ads. I'll give Sweetwater free ads, but no free ads. Um, and here's the receipt as well. So it's real. He goes, okay, great. So all I'm going to need now is to send you a link. And I said, I said, buddy, I said, I've been down this link before. And uh, last time the you know, last time the guy sent me a link, you wanted to click on, I'm not clicking on any links. If you want to call me, if you want to wait a day, I'll get home and I'll literally FaceTime you or video message you or whatever with the product in my hand. That's fine. But you have my PayPal. So either you're in or you're out. Like I'm being rude to this guy. The guy's like, well, why don't you click the link? I'm like, I'm not going to click a link that's unsolicited. Right? So then I'm, I'm, I'm literally going on it with this guy. My daughter's crying. She's getting breastfeed. I'm sitting there fighting this guy. My wife's like, what are you doing? So finally I walk, I, I leave the room, I go get a drink or whatever. And this guy, I look at my phone, my phone's on silent, look down. He sent me that fucking link to whatever, whatever the security link in a different language again. This time it didn't look Italian. This time it looked Russian-y, right? He sent it to me like 15 times and he kept sending it to me. Wouldn't leave me alone. I had to block his fucking number. I had to block like every number. Like finally it's decided, but I'm like, what is going on? Like, is that many scam artists out here that want this thing? Just for someone buy it. Okay. Remember. Code word baloney hole. You get it. Dirt cheap. You can use your fancy camera to make yourself look pretty, okay? 
they're hard to come by. These capture cards are hard to come by. So that was very interesting there. Um, and yeah, so Tim and Devin, again, I think they did a great job. Let's recap the fights, boys, okay? Let's recap the fights because pay-per-view card felt like kind of a big card, right? I liked it. I did my little uh, star rating system that I've been doing that everyone just, it's just sweeping the streets. Everyone loves it. Remember, we go top, bottom now. Or we go, yeah, top down. Top down, baby. Devison Figueroa. 21, he fought Alex Perez. Guys, Devison got a five-star. Five-star man. First five-star since I've been doing the star system, my, the Covenant star system. Perez got a three, right? It was it was a, it was a quick fight, and I, I just really loved the way Devison Figueroa approached this guy. The guy came out nasty. He was, I mean, he was nasty from the jump. Alex Perez was, was calm, cool, and collected, but Devinson Figueroa came out there to make a point. He came out there to fucking... I'm the champ now. He's been wanting to be champ for a while, and I'm coming out, and I'm fucking taking necks. I'm taking arms. I'm taking skulls, right? He was looking for scouts, and he's aggressive, and his hands are down. His technique isn't perfect, but he's so fucking violent. Snatched up Perez's neck. I thought Perez was going to get out, but the squeeze was too much. Choked him out in the first round. Impressive stuff, I figure out. But Perez showed up. Listen, he threw a real, like, nice low kick body kick, uh, nice little, like, uh, double kick, uh, switch kick type deal. Looked really good. He looked move. He was moving pretty well. Devinson came out, switched stances, which was really smart, just because I thought he was going to get his legs kicked up because that's Perez's game, uh, what, he, what he did with Formiga. Perez hung in there. I was like, nah, you're not going to kick me up. Um, I loved it. I loved the, uh, um, I love the main event. I love just how nasty fucking Devison was. And, and he's booked with Moreno coming up, which I think is going to be a fucking insane fight. Moreno fought on this card as well. Looked fantastic. I love how they're doing a quick turn. Dana said, we're, we're keeping this guy in Vegas. He's not going back to Brazil. Keep his whole team here. Put him up. Headline the pay-per-view in December. I love that. Keep him in shape. Keep him on weight. And uh, him and Moreno got a little bit of little bit of history. I guess they've been, they, they, they say shit to each other here and there. And I think it's going to be an awesome fight because I think Moreno is is legit. He's he's better on the ground than people give him credit for. Um, he's tough as nails. The stand up's coming a long way. Figueroa is just fucking nasty. I really want to know what that line is, but uh, yeah, I was impressed with Figueroa. Five stars. I'm impressed with Perez too. Looked a lot. I saw a lot of people picking Perez. I thought I said on the podcast before the baby. I thought he's going to really give a good showing, right? He's a tough, durable guy. I think he's a little bit um, a better version of Joe B, a younger, better version of Joe B. But Devison just just steamrolled him. I mean. The guy has so much confidence right now and, and, and power and just, you know, good fucking luck, right? You know, the guy the guy is uh, is a serious talent there. So five stars for him, three for Perez, even though he got choked out in the first round. I do like the guy moving forward. All right, next up, Valentina Shochenko versus Jennifer Maya. <sighs> I mean, listen, uh, Shochenko got three, Maya got two. Maya took a round from Shochenko. Shochenko fought, you know, wasn't the most exciting fight in the world. It was a little boring, if I'm being honest with you. I didn't love the fight. Uh, Shotenko did what she had to do to win. Maya, big and strong in there, took the second round for Shotenko. The first round, it was, it was uh, Shotenko grappled um, Maya more, and Maya just did, did nothing. The first round was really boring. Maya came out second round, reversed it. And the big complaint here, I had this written down, was the Rogan commentary. And, and I'm going to defend Joe Rogan a little bit later in the show, so we'll get back to that. As far as this fight, though, um, Shevchenko had to do what she had to do to win. She's coming off an injury. She's fighting a girl. She was like an 1,800 to minus 2,000 uh, favorite or something some crazy. I had it written down as 1,800. She might have ballooned up to, uh, to minus 2,000, which is absolutely insane. They said on the broadcast that someone put 12K to win 600, which is fucking wild. I mean, they won 600 bucks, but that's just wild. That's so risky because anything can happen in MMA. This also was the month where... Rose upset at Joanna and Holly upset at um, 
Rhonda. They all happened in November. So there's history there. And uh, Shotenko came out. Cool, calm, and collected. There's not much to say. She fought an okay fight. She definitely got in the groove of things at the end. She she lost one round, and people uh, people were giving Maya credit. But, yeah, I think Shevchenko, she needs to fight maybe Wally Zhang. A lot of people are saying the Amanda Nunes thing. I like to see Wally pop up. I like to see Andrade. I think Andrade can give her fits because Andrade is just not going to go away, right? Um, and uh, she's big and powerful, too, at 125. She looked great in her debut. All right, next up, Tim Mees versus Mike Perry. God, the one fucking time I picked Mike Perry. The guy comes in. He didn't look in great shape, right? He's sending Tim Means videos before the fight of him eating burgers and, and pizza and all this shit, asking how the weight cut's going. I'm not a Mike Perry guy, right? I think there's some... Obviously, there's marketability there. I give Mike Perry a one. I give Tim Means a three, by the way. Mike Perry almost got a zero, but listen, he's, he's tough. He's a durable dude, and, and that's the thing is there's there's skills in there. There's raw power in there. He's incredibly strong. He's got a good chin. He seems like, you know, he's just a dog, right? He knows how to fight, but his mental's getting in his way, right? I, I, I you know, he had his girlfriend, his pregnant girlfriend in there with a buddy. Um, I don't know what he's doing to training. He did not look in great shape. He obviously missed weight by five pounds. He's eating like shit. He's got a kick coming. I get it. He's got a lot on his mind. He obviously took Tim Means lightly. Um, and uh, yeah, Tim Means pieced him up and won every second of this fight. I mean, first round could have went to Perry. Perry wrestled a little bit and grappled, and, and he looked pretty good. Means uh, Means controlled pretty well there. But yeah, I mean, Perry's grappling is getting better. I just, his other de- skills are deteriorating a little bit. And Devin was saying that he's washed, right? And you can't, I don't think you can be 29 and be washed. This is a guy who obviously doesn't know what he wants, doesn't know where he wants to train, doesn't know how to get it done, and is confused and just doesn't care, wants to go in and fight. That's all he cares about is fighting, right? Um, this is like the Mayhem thing where Jason Mayhem Miller, when he's going through his stuff, he showed up in a uh, an MMA thing in Italy and missed weight by like 20 pounds or something like that. Some crazy. He was supposed to fight 85, weighed like 200 pounds. Insane. This is just a guy who, Jason Mayhem Miller is the same way. He's, he's a little off kilter. He's a little fucking crazy. And he's like, I know how to fight. Fuck the weight stuff. Let me just go in and fight, right? That's not the rules. You know, this is a sport. You got to, Tim Means cut weight, you know, and Tim Means get a great post fight. You know, he's like, I don't care what he's doing. He, he gave me $27,000. Like 30% of Mike Perry's purse was 27K that Tim Means get the pocket. That's wild, right? That's that's crazy that that Mike gave up that much money just because he couldn't do the, uh, hit the scales properly. And it's not like, oh, look, I had a bad weight cut. You know, I had an injury or I had this. And maybe he did. I don't know. But when you're posting videos of you eating burgers and sending them the Tim Means and you're posting, like, that's a bad look. You know, a lot of people don't like Mike Perry anyway. Now they're going to consider him unprofessional. Um, he's going to be hard to bet for because is he going to come in shape? Is he not going to come in shape? You look at him against um, Mickey Gall. He looked fucking shreddy. He looked great. I bet against him just because I thought he was going to show up like he did Saturday night. But he showed up ready in shape. You know, I, he needs to figure it out, right? Hopefully when his son's born, he kind of, you know, takes some time off. He gets some reflective and he, and he decides what he fuck he wants to do. Um, and, and and he just, he just not look great. He just not look great in this. Uh, I want to kick him while he's down. Trust me, I want to fucking crack him while he's down. I'm not going to do that though. I'm not going to do that. Tim means good performance. Piece them up. Just stood on the outside. Jab, jab, jab. Right hand. Uh, Mike Perry, listen, his, his boxing's never been great, but he has power and, his grappling's coming a long way. He just wasn't in good shape. He just didn't care. He just didn't want to be there. Caitlin Chikagan versus Cynthia Cavillo. Chikagan got two. Cavillo got zero. Cavillo did nothing for 9-1 and being a two, minus 230 favorite. Unbelievable. I had Chikagan in this. Chikagan fought like she always fights. Pieces are up on the outside. Avoids takedowns. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Does that a lot. Uh, she looked good, right? She's getting a lot of flack for whatever reason. I saw on Twitter people going at her. 
She fought a flawless performance. What the fuck you guys want? She's 15 and 4. She's a high-level 125-pound woman, right? She just got finished by Andrade. Andrade is a little fucking powerhouse. She rebounded well. Like, she shouldn't be getting shit for that. She shouldn't be. Um, she's not one of my favorite fighters to watch, but she's very talented. And, and she pieced up Calvillo, and Calvillo did nothing. Absolutely nothing. I was very embarrassed by Calvillo, but I'm glad I had Chikagin. Although I didn't I didn't pick money. That was an underdog I picked. All right, Paul Craig versus Marisha, Marisha Shogun Hua. Boys, 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 boys. So, of course, I picked Shogun. I don't love Paul Craig. I think he's very average, right? Shogun has showed a little bit of gusto in his last few fights. 5-1-1 one one in his last seven or whatever it is. Comes out, I think it's a favorable matchup for him. First round. Looks a little off, right? You know, he's, he's straining, changing in the pocket. They're grappling a little bit. Craig wants to wrestle him and then... You know, apparently hurt his elbow as well. I found that out post-fight, but it's really hard. I know he had an elbow injury, right? He, but he, but he got when the second round he got dominated on the ground and he tapped the strikes, and it just a legend like Shogun, and and, and you can't talk shit about him because all the wars he's been in and all the people he's fought, the Dan Henderson fights and the fucking um, Quentin Rampage Jackson fights or fight, excuse me, and then the fucking little knock fights in Pride. Like you, you can't doubt this guy's absolute toughness right but tapping the strikes to paul craig is such a terrible look to me um people were talking about you know shogun's this and shogun's this age and whatever but he's looked really good that's tough that's a tough one to get over right there for shogun i didn't think he looked good in this fight he's he's never ripped up he's never abbed up but it looked like he had an extra belly to me maybe COVID hit him hard you know he is getting older maybe he Already knew what to expect with Paul Craig, so he thought maybe I can go go out there and 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 I not even trains. I know what to expect from him. Paul Craig got this done. Paul Craig is strong. He is good on the ground, but again, I just I just don't love him at two hundred five. I think he gets eaten up by a lot of people. Um, I love his accent though. Paul Craig from Scotland. Oh, you you got to take me out to dinner for that's a fucking spot on Scottish accent, by the way. Paul Craig. Um, but yeah, it's tough. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much shit about Shogun. He got a one star. Excuse me, he got zero stars. Paul Craig got one. Um, I don't want to talk too much shit about him um, just because he is a legend, but it's tough. It's tough to see that. Dana wants him to retire. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's going to have a contract with the UFC. I think he has a four-fight deal. So, I mean, listen, he's gonna Shogun's going to fight him out. I mean, because if Dana doesn't let him fight him out and wants him to retire, then he's going to wait a year or two or whatever the contract is void and he's going to go do bare knuckle or whatever it is or something crazy. Shogun's not done in his mind, right? Um, but yeah, it's tough to watch a legend like that. And I'm not a Shogun guy. Never was. But I am a I am a MMA historian and I love old legend fighters and, and that was tough to watch. All right, Brandon Moreno versus Brandon Raval, the Battle of the Brandons. Everyone on Twitter had the same joke. I don't pick fights much, but I uh, I think the Brandon's going to win. <laughs> Shut up. Lame joke. Okay? It's lame. Anyway, Brandon Moreno versus Brandon Raval. This fight was awesome. I was looking forward to this fight. Moreno got four for me. Raval got three. Uh, Raval, big underdog here. Raval kind of lit the 125-pound on fire when he entered the uh, UFC. Good record. Fought some tough guys. Very exciting as a finisher and Moreno's this guy that's he's been around a long time. He was on the Ultimate Fighter a million years ago. Was the last picked, last ranked guy in that flyweight division. Showed up pretty well in his debut fight. He fought the number one guy. I think it was Pantoja. 
Um, he lost the decision or whatever in that, but he is a fucking stud. He was the youngest on the season, so he's obviously gotten better. I know he trained with um, with some guys, and I know he used to train with Suhudo. I don't know if he still does. He was in California for a little bit. I believe he just strictly trains in Mexico now. Good grappler. His stand-up's coming a long way. He's durable. He's tough. He's scrappy. This was an awesome fight. Ravel was was doing his Royval, excuse me, and not Ravel. Royval was doing his classic wild man spinny shit. It was it was fucking entertaining why it lasted. On the ground, I thought Moreno had the advantage though. In the scrambles, I thought Moreno was was winning most of those. Revol obviously um his shoulder got dislocated. I was wondering what happened. It was kind of weird. I saw that uh Moreno had wrist control and and Revol couldn't pull his hand up and he was and he was like in pain. I'm like, what is going on? And those punches, there's those like little rabbit punches didn't seem much, but like he, he just couldn't defend himself and they stopped it. It was a great stoppage. And I looked and then I didn't see his shoulder right away. I thought maybe he like broke his wrist or something on, on the scramble. And then when they showed the highlight, yeah, and, and the shoulder popped out. Um, I've never had a dislocated shoulder. I've seen a buddy get it. He had bad shoulders and it popped out and it's an excruciating pain. And then the minute it pops in, it's like instant relief. Kind of sucks that Rebel might have to deal with that in his in his in his career, um, because that that just gonna, that might derail him here. I mean, he's twelve and five. He's a young guy. He's an exciting guy. Um, rebook him quick. I think Dana wants to, and obviously Moreno's fighting Figueroa uh, in December, which is an awesome fight. They want to fight. I thought Moreno had a great post fight. He's like, what? Why not me for the title? Why not? Um, he's like one of the few guys calling out fucking figure He's been calling out figure for a while, even before he was champion. So I love that fight. All right. Next up, Joaquin Buckley versus Jordan, Wright. Uh, I was all over this. Buckley got four for me. Wright got one. Wright is a serial killer guys. I've said it a million times. I'll say it a million times more. The guy creeps me out. I don't know what it is. Buckley got four because not because he was an outstanding performance, right? He looked a little shaky in that first round. Um, I thought he could have got right out a little bit quicker. Wright is a good striker, but he does leave his chin there. He doesn't have the best chin in the world. He's fought fucking nobodies. But Buckley even admitted, I like this post fight. You know, he called out James Krause without calling out James Krause. Joe Rogan's a fucking savage for doing that, by the way. Um, but Buckley had a lot of pressure. After that huge knockout, Kanye West is tweeting at you. You're viral. You, that knockout's going to follow you for your entire career. And now you... you Literally a month later, you're fighting again and everyone's looking at you like, what are you going to do now? What's up now? What's, what do you got in store now? I thought he had a fantastic knockout. I thought he knocked out Jordan Wright viciously. It was, it was, it was vicious. Jordan Wright did not know where he was at, but that's a lot of fucking pressure for a young man to deal with. I mean, everyone, all eyes are on you. You're on the prelims. They want you to knock out. They want this spectacular knockout. If you won by decision or if he lost, there goes all that shine. Right. Um, and he even said that much. I thought he handled himself really, really well here. Um, that's a lot of pressure to put on young fighter and he fucking delivered. I mean, he's a, he's a powerful, powerful fucking dude. And, uh, it was a great win for him. Right. I mean, Jordan Wright stinks, but he's undefeated. A lot of people like to promote him up as his undefeated phenom, but he's fought nobody's right. He was 11 and 0. he's 11 and one, very padded record. I think obviously he's going to, he's going to stay around Jordan Wright because he's an exciting guy, right? He's going to go out there. He's going to bang it out. You know, he's going to get knocked out. He's going to knock you out. So you got to keep a guy around like that, but keep an eye on him, right? I would, I would like, I would like the UFC to keep a real close eye on him because some shady shit's going on with that guy. I promise you. All right. Next up, Antonio Shachenko versus Adrian Lipsky. Shachenko, the little sister, right? The not as good sister, but the hotter, in my opinion, sister, Against a very hot Adrian Lipsky. This fight was kind of meh on paper. I I put Shep, I took Shepchenko. I gave her two stars. I gave Lipsky one. Um, I should have probably maybe gave Shepchenko a little more um, because she hasn't really performed all that well in the UFC. 
Her ground game looked better. She dominated on the ground. She TKO Lipsky in the, in the second round with some ground and pound. So shouldn't be too negative towards her. I, I just don't think anything, there's no ceiling for her. I think she's just going to fight when her sister fights. They're going to promote that. But um, I mean, she's going to get big fights because of the name and people are going to want to knock her off because of the name. But um, she's got a long ways to go. Nicholas Daugherty was Daniel Rodriguez. One of the more disappointing things in the night. Now listen. Rodriguez was my mortal lock. I said on the podcast, I love Daniel Rodriguez. Dalby is a guy who is so hard to pick. This fucking guy goes to war with Darren Till, draw, goes to Cage Warriors or somewhere in England, has a fight so bloody they stop it, and then gets knocked out by Jesse Ronson. There's nothing wrong with Jesse Ronson. He just popped, he just tested positive steroids. So I think they're going to overturn that. But, you know, you get knocked out and then choked out, right? Daniel Rodriguez, a big, strong, 70-pounder who can punch. They went three rounds. It was very close. Devin swears up and down. Daniel Rodriguez won. Um, I thought it was very close. I don't, I don't think it could be a robber either way. I, at the end of the fight, Dalby had a great third round. I thought in my gut maybe Dalby won this. I thought they were going to give it to Dalby. Judging is all over the place anymore, and, and you can't really rely on it. But Rod, the more important story is Rodriguez just did not put his foot on the gas. He did not look aggressive. He did not come out. He hit Dalby with some shots, but it wasn't. It was very few and very often. Dalby pushed the presser and never slowed down and was moving a lot, switching stances, was in his face and kind of herky jerky. And Rodriguez just couldn't get his timing. And Rodriguez had a horrible night. He had an off night. This is a guy who I think is really good. He had a little bit of hype with him. He was a huge favorite at minus 325. Now it's back to reality time. Now it's down to reality. Um, Dalby is a solid dude. He's 19-3. and Got embarrassed last time out. He's got some good wins on his record. Solid dude. Tough out. He really is a tough out. Um, I thought Rodriguez could knock him out here. I really did. I thought this was a big, big opportunity for Rodriguez to come out and knock this, this, this durable uh, dude out. And he didn't. He lost the decision. Say what you will, one loss, whatever, Dal- it's going to go down as a decision. I saw a lot of people on Twitter score this for Dalby. Some people were Rodriguez. Um, I, I, I I need to watch it again to really give a, a good estimate of it. I think I lean Rodriguez, but by far a robbery, in my opinion. Not the worst uh, not the worst decision in the world. All right, next up, Alan Joe Bamers, Jared Gooden. Awesome, awesome fight. Uh, Gooden's tough as nails. Gooden's tough as nails. Joe Bain got three stars for me. Dalby got three stars as well. Uh, I missed that, and, and Rodriguez got one just because I, I, I expected more from him. Joe Ban looked great. He threw double the amount of punches he's ever thrown in the fight. I think maybe, right? Double. I think exactly double. Good, a guy who I don't know a ton about, but he's fucking jacked for this division. He looked fantastic, and he went out there, and he and he, and he fucking hung with Joe Ban. I mean, listen, this is this was a fucking really, really good fight. Um, Joe Ban got hurt a little bit. Gooden got hurt a few times, and they were going back and forth. The right man won. Joe Ban won. Uh, he's a favorite here. Gooden was a lot of people's sleeper plays for underdogs. They just missed it. Um, but, yeah, I love this fight. I loved, uh, I love both guys' is, is willingness to exchange. And Gooden's a guy that can move. I mean, Joe Band fights very rarely, and he's a little bit older. So I think more upsides on Gooden's side. Um, this is just a setback. Joe Band's got some good wins in this division. So uh, if I was Gooden, I wouldn't be too upset by this. But, I mean, he looked fucking great. I thought he did. I thought he – Alan Joe Band is a tough dude. And Gooden looked, uh, I thought he looked really good. All right, Kyle Dawkins versus Dustin Stolfus. Dawkins, uh, I, I had really high hopes for Dawkins and Brandon Allen. I love their fight. And I, I guess, I don't know if I was wrong about him or what happened. Dawkins looked good. He did what he had to do to win. Dustin Stolfus blamed this on COVID. His lungs weren't there, whatever. He did nothing in this fight. Uh, Dawkins was just a bigger, stronger guy. I need to see more from uh, Dawkins to really 
really, really get get behind him, and I'm not there yet. Uh, I gave him a two star. I gave Stolfus one, maybe zero, because he he really leaned on the fact that you know I COVID, my lungs were whatever. That's fine, but I just it just I, don't, I just don't like excuses. All right, Sasha pa- uh, Palaktikov versus Lu- uh, Luis Casi. Awesome fight to kick off tonight. Sasha, a 400, close as a 400 fucking underdog. Um took it to Kosi and, and, and knocked him out, right? And knocked him out in the third round, almost had him on his feet a bunch of times. This guy's repping Hong Kong. He is born in New York, speaks perfect or yeah, born in Buffalo or wait, hold on. Born Hong Kong fighting out of Las Vegas with the university of Buffalo. His little flag that he, that he represents is, I believe that's what flag is. That? I thought that was Hong Kong. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, that's not the China flag. Yeah, that's a Hong Kong flag. Holy shit. So he's repping Hong Kong, went to Buffalo, fights out of Vegas. He's at a syndicate. He looked fantastic. First round, Lewis Kosey's a first-round fighter. Uh, seven wins, all wins by knockout in the first round or finished by in the first round. What happens when you take him in the second round? What happens when you take him in the third round? Blodnikov, Sasha, fucking figure that out. Showed a chin and said, not, not today, buddy. I'm a minus four in the favorite or plus four in an underdog. I'm going to fucking come out here and I'm going to take a tee. Kosi's tough. He's got a good chin, just didn't have a good gas tank. He went in here thinking that he was going to knock this dude out within the first round. Didn't happen. Sorry. All right. So that was it. That was the fights. I thought they were great. Um, two things I want to cover uh, for 255. A lot of people gave Joe Rogan shit about his commentary. So that's been a thing more and more. The less shows Joe does, the more shit he gets talked about. And now I'm not a Joe Rogan stan. I don't listen to his podcast all that often. I only listen when MMA fighters are on. But people are misremembering things. Rogan, I think, is a very good broadcaster. He brings excitement. He's a name. Um, and But he's never been like, this out of this world commentary people are like he's gotten really bad go back and listen to when him and goldberg did it right he sounded great because goldberg sounded so bad so everyone's like joe sounds great because goldberg just kept repeating the same shit over and over again he's awful and it comes in and annex so fucking good at what he does and now you got dc you got felder i guess Cruz. people can throw him in there Bisming, you got these guys who are really knowledgeable. So now it's it the commentary is only getting better, and Joe's still the same. So it's not that Joe is getting any worse. It's people just misremembering, thinking he's this great commentator back with the Goldberg era when he wasn't. With that being said, it's a bigger atmosphere. It's a bigger fight night when Joe Rogan's on the call. Just imagine the biggest fucking podcaster in the world. The $100 million man for Spotify. This guy's podcast is number one always pretty much. This is a guy who doesn't watch any other sport. Only MMA. Only any, only the athletes he has on are only MMA guys. Maybe he'll have uh, someone on here or there that's a different athlete. But for the most part, MMA guys come on his show. That's a huge fucking platform from these guys. Joe used to do UFCs in the early days, the lean days, for free. He would do them for free. They would just fly him out there. And he used to fly all over the world for him, right? He doesn't do that anymore. He had to cut back. What Joe Rogan has done 
for the MMA community and continues to do, I will always be grateful for him, right? Again, not a huge Joe Rogan guy. I like him, right? I've seen him stand up live. And stand up's not for me. I don't think he's the most hilarious guy in the world. His podcast is, if they're not about MMA or whatever, do I think he's a perfect commentary? No, right? He obviously mistake. The Jennifer Maya fight was the one that really bothered me the most. I know a lot of people um, were upset about the way he said something about Perez and all this, and you know they're, they're quoting what he said about Perez. He's just hyping up the main event. He's excited. The Maya stuff was the one that bothered me, right? Uh, Sochenko was dominating the fight. Lost one round, but every time Maya did anything, it was a look at this, look at this. And I don't know if it's Joe was trying to add theater to a lackluster co-main event, um, but it almost was like, I'm going to ignore the pound-for-pound greatest female fighter, one or two, depending on where you look at Nunez, in the world, and just worry about what Maya's doing. I get, I get the criticism, but I'll never turn my back on Rogan for the simple fact of what he's done for the sport. Everything to me is for the sport, right? What you've done for the sport is incredible. I don't, I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what Dana White says. I, I'm not a big Dana White hater. I don't attack him online. I've never, you know, disagreed with a lot of what he says. I see a lot of journalists and everyone really, really shit on Dana White because of what he says. It's really hard for me to do that because of what he's done for MMA. What him and the Fertitas have done for MMA. Besides raping children and beating women and murdering whatever, no matter what Dana White does i'm gonna be behind him because what he's done for me this has changed my life i get to sit here and talk to you guys about a sport i love you can credit the scott cokers you can credit um the guys in pride but dana white is the reason why we're doing this and and i think people can disagree with his political views can disagree with the fact that he might be lying or this and that he's a promoter he's sleazy uh whatever what he's done for mma him and rogan both to me I'm never really going to sit here and bash him on Twitter and everything like that. A lot of Rogan hate. I think, I think it has two things, right? One, I think a lot of people don't like that. He has Alex Jones on, uh, he's starting to get in that little political sphere where maybe some people don't like his opinions on certain things, right? Everything's politicized. Now everyone hates each other for the political side of things, which I think is absolutely fucking ridiculous. I think that that's part of it for some of the, some of the commenters, Another part of it is he doesn't do a lot of shows. So I do think he's rusty. I do think he, he he pops in once a month, maybe. And, you know, maybe he's not familiar with all the fighters like he used to be. There's a million fighters now. Maybe he doesn't know. Um, he does obviously doesn't prep as hard as, as John Anik. I don't think he's in the fighter meetings. So there's there's a lot that goes into it. But without with that being said, there, it's a bigger fight night when Rogan's there. And uh, I enjoy him on the commentary. Is he perfect? Absolutely not. But I enjoy him there. I'd rather have him there than not have him there. Another thing I want to bring up is a lot of people are getting upset about the uh, the Figueroa, the Figgy Figgy, and the DJ comparison. A lot of people are getting really worked up about this because everyone loves Figueroa. Oh, he's the saver of 125, and everyone's like, wait a second. How do you say that? Fucking DJ's better. Demetrius Johnson, okay. Let me just let me just sum- summarize this, right? If Demetrius Johnson and Figueroa fought right now, Demetrius Johnson win, hands down. There's no, there's no debating that. But there's something about Figueroa, right? This guy doesn't speak English. This fighting style is very exciting, but so was Demetrius Johnson's. Demetrius Johnson seems like a likable guy, right? Speaks very well. Video game guy, family man, uh, is an exciting fighter. One of the best in the world, if not the best in the world, right? Although he checks all the boxes except the one. Just no one got behind him. No one really cared. I love MMA, I love it so much, and I'll watch every single fight, but I just didn't get all that excited for Demetrius Johnson at certain times. 
maybe was it because he was so good and I knew he'd win? I don't know. I just, there was times where like he really lulled in there and I'm just like, I mean, do I really want to see him fight John Moraga? You know what I mean? Do I really want to see him fight Ray Borg? And all those fights ended up being fantastic and he had, and I watched them and he had great finishes, but I wasn't really excited to, fight, to see him fight. Then here comes Figueroa, a guy, a Brazilian fighter who was a hairstylist and then a chef now is the 125 champion in the world. Doesn't speak any English, but he's a fucking savage and people are starting to gravitate towards him. Um, and he checks that one box. Right, DJ checks all these other boxes, and Figaro checks out one that people are interested in this guy. Right, no one can explain it. You cannot predict that. I bet you there's actors and there's singers out there who who are way more talented than the people that have made it big, but they just they just don't have it. it. There's an it factor in everything we do in life, and this guy just for oddly enough just has it. I think a lot of it has to do with his look. I think a lot of it has to do with his fighting style as well. He's very reckless. Demetrius Johnson was pitcher perfect. Ferreira is not pitcher perfect. He comes down, hands down, swinging. They're both finishers. Demetrius Johnson finishes well, Figueroa, but it, it, it's just the pure violence out of this guy, the meanness, the, the, the scowl. There's something about him when he gets in there. Demetrius Johnson was a competitor. He didn't hate anybody. He went in there and got the job done, and he's amazing, 100% amazing, but... He just doesn't have the it. And I don't know what is. I don't think anyone does. It's kind of a weird thing. And I'm not saying Figaro has it. I just think when you compare them, I think it's ridiculous to sit there and say Figaro is this and that because Demetrius Johnson is, in my opinion, a better fighter right now. But I think Figaro has this weird it factor that people are going to gravitate towards. He's this kind of just, it's almost like since he doesn't speak English, it's like this silent for American people, this silent fucking assassin that's going to come in there. And, and he looked fantastic this weekend. He looked ripped up. He's got the, the blonde hair with the red streak. And I'm telling you, look at the, the look at the, the pre-fight with, with Perez. He was scowling at him and he just marched him forward. And the guy's legit. The guy is, is a serious business. All right, that's it. That's it for the show. We're at 40 minutes. I don't want to go over 40. The one thing I want to bring up, the one cool little thing. So months and months ago, I, I emailed Apple and I said, hey, listen, at the bottom of your podcast shows, there are um, hosts. And everyone knows who Joe Rogan is. Everyone knows who all these other people are. How come we? I can't get one from my show? No one knows who I am. I'm a nobody. Why don't you put a picture of me down there so people have a name to the face? And they're like, okay, well, we only do that for certain shows, but you can submit one. Um, we're, we're probably, you know, we can't make any promises. So I submitted a picture of my name and all that information. Thursday. I look at my Apple podcast. Sure enough, there I am. Host, Brian Petrie. No picture, though. I got to email him and figure out why I'm out of picture. I think it's because I'm too good looking. Um, you know, they're like, oh, this guy, this guy hosts an MMA show. Like, he's way too fucking good looking. He's way too cool. Well, <laughs> there's no way we're, we're putting this picture up. People are gonna, aren't going to believe it. I think that's probably what it is. But shout out Apple podcast. That's pretty cool. If you have a podcast and you want to get your name down there and, and, and you're not, you know, a huge name like Rogan or Dave Portnoy or, or you know, fucking uh, what's uh, what, Bill Simmons or whatever. People know who they are. Um, I don't know the email address. I was just going to tell you what to do, but I don't know what to do. All right, that's it. Pick them this week. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I think I'm going to record the pick them on Wednesday. Be out Thanksgiving. We'll be out Thanksgiving. So if you're with your family, you want a little break, I'm going to have the breakdowns for all the fights. <clears throat> and I think that's it. Thank you. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for um, all the kind words. That's awesome. Emma takes podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. 
and MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube as well. Follow me on all those platforms, on iTunes, on uh, Spotify as well. Please rate and review on Apple. I don't know if you can on Spotify. Give me a little review there. Give me a little rate there. That helps out a lot. Again, thank you so much for the commerce about the beautiful baby. I'm going to go give her a kiss. I'll see you. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.